everyone, I'm Monique. Welcome to the Find a Friend podcast, a podcast where we cover lifestyle, career, and more by finding a friend and hearing how they do what they do best. I hope along the way you learn something, feel inspired by their stories, empowered to ask questions, and motivated to achieve your own powerful goals. Let's do this. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Find a Friend Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about Marketing 101, aka my day job. So I'm starting to feel like Hannah Montana. I go to work, I do marketing all day, and then I come home and I promote my own podcast. And I just kind of wanted to give y'all a little bit of insight into what my day job looks like. And I thought instead of me just rambling for a half hour that I go ahead and bring my best friend Tabitha on and we could both talk about marketing because she also does it as well. In this podcast, um, we are going to be referencing two phrases. The first is B2B versus B2C. All that means is business to business uh, and business to consumer, which are the two types of marketing. So business to business, it's just a business selling to business, and business to consumer, it's just a business selling directly to consumer. The other phrase we're going to be mentioning is lean. So when you work lean, it just means that you pick up a lot of tasks, you are able to multitask because you might have a smaller team, whether it's up for a project or in general that your team is small. I'm going to go ahead and let Tabitha introduce herself just because I like to put her on the spot. And uh, with that being said, let's get right on into the episode. Hi friends, and welcome back to another episode of Find a Friend Podcast. This week, I have brought on my friend Tabitha. We've been friends for like 15 years, and yeah, we've just been through it all, and somehow, through everything, have ended up both working in marketing, so I thought it'd be really exciting to bring her on, and um, for both of us to kind of talk about marketing 101, because it tends to be this industry that is highlighted in the media as being like super glamorous and yeah we just want to tell you guys the basics ins and outs if you're thinking of coming over and joining marketing kind of what you can expect so Tabitha, don't do it wow go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself just kidding okay like monique said my name is tabitha and i am a marketing specialist at a pretty large company um i've been there for about two years and i've been doing marketing since around August 2015. Um, I started off in medical technology and now I'm kind of just in the healthcare hospital space. Um, So yeah, I'm definitely still growing and learning different technical skills, but I do feel like I've hit like a good stride. Yeah, because now you're four years in, which isn't entry level at all. It's not. You should tell my boss that. I should. I'll get right (laughs) on that. And for those of y'all that don't know, I also work in marketing um, in my day job. So I work for a global oil and gas company and um, I've been there I've been at the company for almost two years, but I've been doing marketing for like a year and a half ish. So let's dive right on into it. What does a day look like for you? Most of the time, no two days are the same. And that's mostly due to the fact that there's not enough time in a day for me to cross everything off my to-do list. Um, I definitely, you know, I do some marketing, I do some social media, I do some PR, event planning. I even do some like administrative work sometimes. Kind of whatever needs to get done, no two days are the same. Um, it is a never-ending rolling ball. Yeah, and I think that's because both of our companies, you know, even though they're global companies, they operate lean, and so I tend to feel the same, that no two days are the same for me, so some days I might be doing, like, billing and invoicing and ordering shirts for the sales guys, and then other days I'm sitting in meetings with, like, 
the VP trying to plan out everything that he wants to do next year. And uh, so yeah, no two days are the same for me as well. I also do um, the event planning, the conference coordinations, and um, that includes our domestic conferences and our international conferences. And I handle our social media. I create brochures for our different product lines. Um, so just working closely with the product development teams, but then also to the sales team, just to make sure that everyone's needs are kind of met. Um, so going a little bit more specifically, what did today look like for you, since you said no two days are the same? Uh, well, I have a really big conference coming up in three weeks, so it's really crunch time. And I did, I was building our event app today, which my company is like very green focused. So we don't really print out any like agendas or anything for the event. So our app is like pretty robust. And that sounds really fancy, like I built an app, but there's really like Cvent, which is our event management system, um, has like a very user-friendly app building platform, but also I'm good at it. So I'm not going to undersell myself. Good. No, you shouldn't. I shouldn't. Um, yeah. So it was like 345 and I looked up and I was like, oh, my day's almost over. And I had stood up like twice, but that's just because it's like crunch time right now. So it's not always like that, but that's kind of my daily reality right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Today was kind of an interesting day for me as well. So I spent the morning meeting with um, our new company president and just kind of talking about what he is really expecting next year out of marketing and he's really invested in it, which is really good to hear whenever you have support from your team. Um, so really looking forward to that, spent the morning doing that and then spent the afternoon in um, our bi-weekly sales meeting call. And so kind of got to hear what our different regions are looking like and um, kind of seeing what they are forecasting for the remainder of the quarter and also seeing what kind of support they're wanting next year. And it's really important to be integrated with your sales team because Definitely. you're obviously supporting them, I think, in a way that maybe PR doesn't. And so marketing is really driving sales, right? So at the end of the day, you need to be integrated with um, people outside the marketing team. So on that note, let's kind of talk about marketing versus PR. Do you do marketing and PR or do you feel like you're more marketing? I mean, what do you feel like? I mean, again, we're coming from the lean team, which is a marketing term. So um, I think we're going to use those buzzwords, but lean kind of means you kind of do everything, which we explained before. Um, and so kind of a way to work around that lean team, if you're fortunate enough to have a budget, is that you have agency partners or freelancer partners. And we luckily have um, a PR agency that we partner with. And that means that they handle a lot of like the writing that is used in kind of the content creation that I promote. Um, but again, it's like a we're it's like we're all one team like they're an agency but we're on the same team and so there's a lot of collaboration on like what topics we're talking about or what press releases we need to do um and everything is reviewed by myself and my director and then of course there's like the social media aspect which is really like pr pr's legs i mean it's our first interaction that we have with our customer and it's like for me, for example, we use our president's LinkedIn as a way of connecting with our customers because they see it more as like a friendly front. And so it's like, I think it's easier for people to connect to a human than it is for them to connect to a company, especially yeah, like mine, because mine is so big and so global. 
it's hard to narrow it down to like this one thing that my target market is looking at. Um, so that's like our face to the customer. And so I think in that aspect, I do do some PR yeah. in addition to what our agency does. Yeah, and I think that definitely the digital channels have kind of created this overlap between marketing and PR and obviously operating lean that you are going to have that overlap. So technically I'm a marketing communication specialist, so I think that kind of creates this umbrella term where I end up doing a lot of PR things as well as marketing. Um, That's just kind of the nature of it. I think you can also you have to understand that you're not meant in the terms of the technical side you're not meant to be like a content expert yeah um and even on the marketing side like you don't have to be an expert at like everything especially when you get hired and you're like this is my job description and all these bullet points and half of them you're like what does that even mean exactly and i think that that's the beauty of marketing is that there's no real definition to anything And it's kind of what you make it. And on top of that, there's like a ton of tools and resources. It's like limitless, whether it's like real people or like conferences, trainings that you attend, or even like you said, podcasts. Yeah. It's all about learning. And I think it's like a continual learning. And I know that I've gone to a couple of marketing conferences this year and I heard a talk from the guy that does marketing at Oatly like the oat milk if y'all haven't heard of that not the sunglasses (laughs) not the sunglasses oatly and he was saying that they do no digital marketing which i think is so crazy because i just think it's so natural to just assume that everybody is in the digital space and he was like yeah we have an instagram but we do a lot of like advertising on park benches and we do a lot of advertising on like you know these big murals on the walls in london and then hearing people from other companies where they say that like, oh, print is dead and you know, we just, we, we market exclusively like digital, which it's just so interesting to hear like two different perspectives and hearing where the trends are going. And I personally think that for like my B2B industry that we tend to do both like digital and print just because we have a lot of people that are, you know, a little bit older that are still reading like print media, but then we have this up and coming like generation that is, you know, almost exclusively digital. And so I think just like knowing your market and knowing, you know, finding what works for you and what's working for your company, not necessarily listening to like what everybody else is saying, but, Mm -hmm. you know, really targeting and listening to like your PR companies and listening to what they're saying about your industry because they obviously have the expertise as well. So not being afraid to lean in to those PR companies. Next question, work-life balance. Oh boy. So in working at a lean company, I personally (laughs) um, have my email on my phone. I probably check it too often. Like you get notifications from it? Yeah, I do. I know, I know. But okay, how many emails do you get like a day? I, well, to be fair, I've only had it because I've been traveling for work lately. Okay, that's true. Yeah, I've had it on for that. Usually I don't have the notifications okay. turned on. Refuse. I know, I know. But um, besides that, I would say my work-life balance is okay. Yeah. Because I, I do operate very lean at work, I do have to check my email on my days off, which, you know, that's just kind of the way. It's just kind of the way it's worked out. But I would say... I try and have good work-life balance, but stuff comes up. And so how do you, how do you have work-life balance? Because all you said right now is how you don't is that have I don't work have work-life life balance. balance. I put in my email that I have limited access <laughs> to email when I'm on PTO, and then I check it like once a day. So <laughs> make of that what you will. How do you have work-life balance? Um, I definitely, I think, in all parts of my life, I've always 
and maybe more so now compartmentalize things and so I like to keep like work in this area and it's from eight to five unless it's like something that I absolutely have to do and again I personally and I think it's a very good skill to have in marketing operate on um operate on a like I know how to prioritize stuff and I know like timing wise what needs to get done when yeah and I'm very like deadline driven which is probably from my yearbook roots in high school wow when you were on my yearbook staff and I was editor-in-chief and I brought you on to be section editor wow what section I only got that because of you student life editor nepotism nepotism folks whatever she barely knew me she already (laughs) knew I was amazing um no definitely like so I compartmentalize so I very rarely have stuff to do past work hours um I also like to say under promise over perform so usually when I have people asking me for stuff which is a lot I always like give them a cushier give myself a cushier deadline um just because like with marketing you never know day to day what it's going to look like what's going to pop up what was the question? Work-life balance. Work-life balance. Okay, so I compartmentalize. I would have to agree with that. Like, I... I have to. I think in the beginning that I used to let stuff get to me, like, out of office hours. No. And that I would, like, think about it or, like, let a situation that happened at work, like, fester or, you know, if someone had given me an unrealistic deadline that I would come home and be like, wow, I can't believe that they did that to me. Versus now... I think I'm pretty good at like, okay, like I'm driving home, I'm going to listen to music or my podcast or whatever, and then I get home and, you know, I cannot think about it. I mean, I, like I said, I only do that, and it's usually kind of driven by something like this really big event that I'm having in a few weeks. Like that will make it kind of run over my compartmentalization walls. Um, But other than that... You know, I like doing stuff, like spending time with my dog. I like to take advantage of the time that I do have and be productive and kind of do the things that like feed my soul and make me feel alive as a human again, whether it's like sleeping, uh, (laughs) shopping. uh, More shopping. More shopping, somebody stop me. You know, spending time with my friends and family. I think that's important. And sleeping, did I already say sleeping? No, you should I wanna go to sleep right now. It's all about boundaries, too, which I think I am in no way putting my emails on my phone, but I don't have notifications. I refuse. Yeah. I also really hate notifications. Don't add me to group text, people. Wow. I hate group text. Okay, then. Looking at you. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I would say that I also unwind. You know, as an introvert, it's interesting to be in marketing because it expects you to be on 24-7 and to just be really accommodating the people and you're having to interact with all kinds of teams all throughout the day and balance all these projects and, you know, have this for this person today, but also have this thing for this other person today. And, you know, go to these conferences where there's like 50,000 people and you're directing people to different people. And I think it's just important as an introvert to take that time to unwind. So... I like to spend time by myself, taking a PTO day and just like spend the day with myself and run errands by you myself. Hear that? You hear and that, bosses? Gotten a haircut. A PTO day to myself? Oh, PTO is fine. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's bad. allowed. I also like to travel. So I'm going to go to a lot of really cool places this year with work, but you know, just making sure to take that time for yourself outside of work. Moving on, what is your dream company to work at? Dream company in a marketing Yes, or maybe not. Would you want to get out of marketing in your dream job? 
Yeah, I want to be a stay-at-home philanthropist. Wow, that's literally my <laughs> In marketing, I feel like my first real job, I worked in retail at Bath & Body Works. And, you know, I think they're doing a really good thing where they're, you know, slapping a real expensive price on something and then, you know, marketing the heck out of it. And their marketing is fun. Yeah, And sometimes is. I really struggle because I'm in a B2B environment and there's only, like, I can't be, like, quippy. I can't be, like, sassy or fun with my marketing, especially because I'm marketing to healthcare executives who's basically doctors in their past lives. Exactly. So it's kind of dry in terms of what I can do. <laughs> Um, so I feel like a fun company like Bath and Body Works. Plus, I love their candles and their soaps. Did I mention I have a shopping problem? Yeah. When I used to work there, my entire paycheck just went to Bath and Body Works. Oh, that's not a bad. Problem. I also smelled really good all the time though. Nice. So it's fine. Um, Bath and Body Works. I think Away, like the suitcases at Away.com. Hire me. <laughs> that was like the first time where I kind of I was like, oh, they've been like their marketing is really good. Especially, like, a few years ago when they first kind of were starting to blow up. I remember hearing them, like, on my favorite podcast. My favorite murder. I mentioned it again. Wow. I remember hearing, like, their ad on my on my favorite podcast. I remember seeing, I was actually visiting you in London. And they had, like, an ad on one of the bus stops. And then I would see it, like, on, like, of course, they had the tracking ads on me. The Google follow ads. And so mm-hmm. it was, like, on a website. So I finally clicked it. I finally heard enough. Away, 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 away. I bought one. Then I showed it to Monique, and she bought five. And then I bought one, and then Her brother I ended up working there. told my brother to work there because <laughs> he was going to school in Austin, and now he works at Away in New York. Yeah, so, so very, very cool. Awesome. You're welcome, Away. It was me. <clears throat> Full circle. Full circle. Yeah, huge proponent of Away. Just kidding, but I would love to work for them, just because I think whoever's doing their marketing did a really good job kind of getting them off the ground, and even now, like, their product development's really cool. I agree. Um, I would work base. for Disney because course, I'm just again. fascinated. This girl, she's been brainwashed. Fascinated by how they have such a huge following and they have such a first world problem of like, how do we keep the people who love us keep on loving us? I'm like, what a great problem to have. Like you already have right. all these people in your back pocket and yep. it's just about like keeping them coming back, coming back and loving you. That's, like, an amazing problem to have. So I would love to work at Disney. Yeah, I wonder what their marketing plan is like. Crazy. Because it's, like, they could literally stop marketing and they're, they would still be successful. Exactly. Like Everybody they, would The flock. ball would just keep rolling. Isn't that crazy? they already have, like, such a good reputation. I wonder how long they could go without marketing before people would be, like, Disney who? Like, it'd have to be, like, a decade. It'd have to be, like, a whole They'd generation. they have to stop, like, doing everything. Exactly. No, I can't imagine... Life without Disney. The second company that I would love to work for would probably be Hilton because they've been ranked number one place to work for. And yeah, I think it'd be so legit to like promote their hotels. And I and get their free love hotels. Hilton. Yeah, and get to stay for free. Is that your hotel of choice? I love Hilton. Yeah, I've stayed at like. You like Hilton more than Marriott? I haven't stayed at too many Marriotts actually. Hilton, your I think Hilton is my drug of choice. What? Yeah. Hotel of choice. A hotel of choice. What are the kids calling it now? Yeah. No, Hilton is definitely my preferred hotel. Just because I stayed in some really cool ones, I think. Shout out to London House in Chicago and the Trafalgar St. James in London. Overrated. Oh my god, it's beautiful. It's so amazing. It has a rooftop bar. You should definitely check it out. And so does London House Chicago, actually. Mm. You should definitely check that out too. 
So I think that'd be like my second one, something like travel involved, but not actually like traveling. So mm-hmm. definitely be marketing for Hilton or Disney. So you like marketing? I do like marketing. I think it's interesting. I think it's the backbone of society. And I think... What? You just... You said oil and gas was the backbone of society earlier. I know. And now I'm, that was in my other episode. Oh, so basically everything you do to. is the backbone of society. <laughs> Start over. That was good. I really like marketing. I think it's a super interesting industry. Um, I think there's a lot of myths out there about it. Like that it's super glamorous. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, take three. So you do like marketing. I really like marketing. I obviously studied, you know, Marcom in college and then Marcom in college again. But I really like it. I think it's super interesting. I know that a lot of times it's glamorized in the media and like movies and stuff like PR and marketing and all that. But I think it's a super interesting industry. And, you know, products aren't known unless they're marketed. Right. So. Aren't we, like, kind of the backbone of society? Here we go again. Just say it. Backbone of society. I think, um, I don't want to say it's a necessary evil, but you kind of chose to interview me at a dark time. Oh, no. In my career. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it's definitely, I mean, like like you said, you can't sell anything without marketing it. So it is, like, the backbone of business, I would say. Not society. Thank you. Business, maybe. I like marketing. What are Sometimes some- I wonder if I just ended up in it. I'm having a crisis. Job crisis. <laughs> Listeners are dropping off. <sighs> I don't like it every day, all right? Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> Can't be my true self. <laughs> my laugh is off the chart. Ew. Okay. So, you know, we were talking a little bit about marketing being glamorized. What are some myths that you want to debunk about, like, marketing, communications, PR, the whole shabam? Do you want me to go first? Because I have one that I can think of. That it's easy because I think the creative aspect of it is so hard. Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, people are like, oh, we're going to do this conference. Like, come up with a theme. And you're just like, okay, great. Or even when people are like, we want a flyer. And you're like okay great and they just think that they can give you like the text in the morning and you can have a theme done by like that afternoon and so i would say the creativity part can be really hard um and that's why it's helpful to i guess like standardize your templates and just like make things boring sometimes because (laughs) otherwise it can be really hard for the sake of efficiency exactly yeah even something as simple as like i was tasked with like creating a new powerpoint template for the company to use which like sounds super simple, right? But then yeah. you have 10 different people having opinions on, you know, exactly what colors you should use and like, should it be geometric or should it be more abstract? And there's just all these opinions. And so like your idea of like what looks like creative but sleek and clean and right. professional is gonna be a little bit different than like what somebody else's idea is. And so you just always wanna make sure that you're communicating clearly. But even then, like sometimes- Well, I mean, it's like exactly you said, marketing is all about Marketing in terms of designing stuff is all about preference. Yeah. So it's like you could think something is like cool and sleek and modern, and then I look at it and I'm like, why do you have eight colors on it if it's supposed to be cool and sleek and modern? It needs to be black and white. Exactly. So it's just like all about personal preference, which of course 
is a little bit of a hurdle sometimes. Um, but I think it's important that you have boundaries and you set the expectation that marketing is should be like have the final say on certain things. But of course, getting input is important because those are your stakeholders. Exactly, I would agree. Do you have any myths that you want to? Do debunk? I have any myths that it's hard? I'm just kidding. That's what you want to debunk? Well, you said it's easy. Oh. I don't want to debunk that. Um, that you need to know everything. But I think I touched yeah, on that. Yeah, I think that's true too. Because um, I think sometimes, especially when it's a lean team, like your list of responsibilities is really long. And there's some things that like don't even make sense. And then um, you don't need to know everything. Like it's definitely, like I learned something new today. I'll probably learn something new tomorrow. Um, it's definitely growing. And I think that, I think we're both introverts but marketing tends to be kind of like an extroverted field. And that's a good thing because I think people are usually friendly and usually willing to like lend a helping hand. I know we are, even though we're introverts, so ask us for help and we'll help you little birds. Every day. Every day, Every but don't day. bother me when I'm busy. Uh, just or, kidding. <laughs> or at all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I think I think it's like a very like friendly field. Um, I think so too. I think the other thing that people should understand about learning is that if you're working somewhere where you're not learning, like it's right. time to leave. Like you right. should constantly be challenged and you should constantly challenge. be learning. Maybe not challenge, maybe that's not the right word. But you should constantly be learning. I think if you're just doing the same thing every single day and you're not really learning anymore. It's time for a new challenge. It's time for a new challenge. Or if you're know if you just okay with not learning anything more, if you know, you're just comfortable with where you're at, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be learning every day. Well, it's a good thing and it has a lot to do with what kind of outlook you walk into work with. Yeah, I agree. Because if you're kind of like, I know everything I need to know, or I know how to do this and I'm not willing to see like a different way of doing something, then you're not gonna learn anything. Yeah, and marketing is an industry that's just constantly evolving. It's not numbers, it's not like accounting where you know, you're know you kinda <gasps> gonna go I into it. I wish it was like accounting, you just triggered my math brain. Okay, great. But it's constantly evolving and so I think that you know if someone brings you a new way of doing something or a new way of designing something or a new right. promo item that you didn't think of, it's a good thing to be learning. And I think also, too, figuring out if you want to be B2B to, or B2C is important. We kind of touched on that, but I don't think we actually defined it. So B2B is business to business, so you're straight up selling to a business, um, and you're going to be using more like dollars and cents to sell to that person. That's going to be their bottom line versus B2C, business to consumer, is going to be like makeup companies and those kinds of things. So they're a business selling to a consumer. Yeah, and, directly to them. Yeah, and those guys, I mean, they're going to be appealing to your emotions. So Disney gets us to go to Disney by appealing to our emotions mm-hmm. and begging us to go. Wendy's gets us to go to Wendy's by roasting their customers. <laughs> Actually, I've not been to Wendy's in a long time. But that's, again, B2C. Because you're just like, anyone that basically advertises directly to you, as a person, as a millennial, you're the consumer. Exactly. And so I think there's pros and cons to both. I haven't worked in B2C. I think it's interesting. It's more fun. <clears throat> yeah, I think it would be more but fun. I don't know if I would like it. Because? It's too much fun. Wow. Too much fun. That's it. You know, I'm kinda, I like I like my lines. You like being bold. They're like, you could say anything, girl. They put me to work at lunch. It'll get real dirty real quick. Okay, that's literally the opposite of what they I want derailed to do. from the professional. <laughs> <laughs> I got my podcast mixed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
B2B is really interesting. I think what's cool about marketing is that then you get to go to these conferences where a lot of people are B2C. So you get to interact with these really cool people that do work mm-hmm. at like Hulu and CoverGirl and, you know, all these companies. Cool. In the end, to sum it all up, marketing is a really cool industry. If you have any questions... Get out while you can. Okay, don't get out while you can. No, it's cool. Um, If you have any questions, you can always DM me. If you have a question for Tabitha, DM me. Good luck finding me on Instagram because I won't accept you. She's too cool, so she doesn't accept anybody except for me. And she's private. My personal is private, too. I try and keep work life. Oh, yeah, work life balance. Work life balance. There you go. Yeah, if you have a question for me, just send it to Monique. She'll never send it to me. She'll just reply and pretend to be me. Yeah. But you'll know the difference. Okay. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of Find a Friend Podcast. Uh, I hope you learned a little bit more about Marketing 101, listened to us debunk some myths, and um, learned a little bit more about an industry that you maybe weren't familiar with. So, and let us know if you want us to do a 202 episode. We would love to do a Marketing 202 <laughs> episode. So let us know when you're ready for that. <laughs> Until next time, ciao. Details of this episode can be found on our site, finderfriendpodcast.com. Keep up with us on Instagram at finderfriendpodcast and be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your fave podcast. Thanks for listening.